Okay. All right. Uh, tonight, with the help of the Lord, I'm going to be preaching to you about walking with God. <clears throat> We've all heard a uh, pastor talk about a closer walk with God. And uh, some people might think, how can you walk with God? But it's just a, an expression, as we all well know. And... <clears throat> But by a closer walk with God, it means by being in his word, by praying to him, uh, by just talking to him. Um, I talk to him from time to time when I'm at work or when something comes up, I might look up into the sky and ask for a favor or maybe for something to go my way. Uh, but anyway... Um, so that's what tonight's subject is, is walking with God. Do you remember the first time that you took a walk with a person you were in love with? Do you remember the first time you held their hand and experienced the feeling of electricity throwing, flowing through you as you held the hand of the one that you love? What about your memories of walking with your parent or parents when you were a child? Remember how they took your hand so that you did not run out into traffic. If you have children of your own, I know you have experienced times when you have been walking with them and they grabbed your hand when they felt fear. Their holding your hand provided the same sense of peace, calm, and security that they needed in that situation. In each of these situations, each person made a decision or the decision to walk alongside the other person. In order for us to walk with someone, there are three things that must eventually be agreed upon. First, before the walk can even happen, each person must be in agreement that they want, that they want the other person in their presence and walking alongside them. Secondly, and this can be decided before or during the walk, there must be an agreement on where they are going. And finally, once the de destination is decided, they must agree on the route and will, that they will take to get there. Without there being an agreement on these three things, the walk will, necessarily, will not necessarily be successful. Uh, before I go further into the message, if you are walking with God, I want you to consider how you are walking with him. For example, when two adults choose to walk side by side, they are in equal footings and either can make the decision as to where they are going and how they will get there. But this is not the case when an adult is walking with a toddler. When an adult is walking with a toddler, the adult is the one that controls the walk. The adult decides on both the destination and the route that they use to get there. Now, along the way, the toddler might put up a fuss or attempt to fight against where they are going, but in the end, it's the adult who ensures that the destination is reached. The behavior of the toddler is normal because the child is just acting the way a toddler acts. However, as a toddler becomes a preteen, they learn to walk alongside the adult without fighting, <coughs> against the route or the final destination. What's the difference between a toddler and a preteen? Both are acting according to their age and maturity. So what is my point? My point is we cannot walk alongside of God as his equal. We walk alongside of him as a child would an adult. 
when we first receive salvation, we are that toddler that might pull against God because we do not know where he is leading us. However, as we grow and mature in his word, we begin to walk um, more in step with him. As you think about your walk with God, how are you attempting to walk with him? Are you trying to walk with him as an adult with equal say or as a toddler trying to go your own way or as a preteen allowing God to lead? Uh, the first bit of scripture we're going to read is uh, Genesis chapter 5, verses 21 through 24, <clears throat> which says... And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah three hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were three hundred sixty and five years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. He is also mentioned in Hebrews eleven five and Jude. Uh, one chapter fourteen or uh, verses fourteen and fifteen, as a righteous man who didn't die because he was pleasing to God, Noah, Enoch's descendant, also walked with God. He lived at a time when the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. In Genesis, as it says in Genesis six five. Conditions were so bad that the Lord was sorry he had made man, and as a result, he eventually sent a worldwide flood to destroy everyone except Noah and his family. Today, we too live in a very sinful world in which many people are lost and living in darkness. Their path is so spiritually dark they can't see where they are going or what dangers or obstacles lie ahead. Yet, many of them claim they don't need any help and <clears throat> want nothing to do with the only source of light, the Lord Jesus Christ. In contrast, those of us who have placed our faith in and trust in Jesus Christ as our Savior desire God's help because we want to live in a manner that pleases and honors Him and results in the best possible life for us as well. In order to walk with God as Enoch and Noah, Noah did, we should pursue the following criteria. First, we must accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. This is the first and most essential requirement because the only way to come to God, as we all know, is through his Son, Jesus. In John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus Excuse me. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Our walk with God can now begin. Now, keeping this in mind, um, <clears throat> I'm going a little fast. I'll give you a chance to get there. Uh, turn with me to the third chapter of the book of Moses and verse number three. I'm sorry, did I say Moses? Amos. Amos cha chapter 3, verse 3. I don't know where I got Moses. And Amos chapter 3, verse 3 says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? 
In this verse, walk implies that a decision has been made to be with the person and not just on a one-time basis, but a decision to regularly spend quality time with them. Remember what uh, Brother Wade read in Psalm 1, verse 1. The first part of the verse says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. This verse implies that the same decision had been made and as it relates to a person who chooses to spend time with and be influenced by. The writer said that a person was blessed who chose not to walk in or be influenced by the counsel of the ungodly. Our walking alongside of someone else requires that we are in agreement with them on some levels. When two individuals decide to walk together, they are doing so as a unit. They are walking as one, having the same destination and route to get there. This is accomplished by agreement beforehand. Now, this is important. You cannot walk in agreement with someone that you do not know. In order for some form of agreement to be established, communication has to take place that allows for both parties to get on the same page. For us to walk with God, he speaks his position to us through his word, the Bible, and through the Holy Spirit who indwells in us. Our responsibility as it relates to walking with him is to get in alignment with him, just as a toddler or preteen would get in alignment with an adult while out on a walk. The time we spend alone with him, reading and meditating on his word and talking to him in prayer is essential. This is how we receive instructions and guidance for the day ahead. Then throughout the day, we are reminded of his ways and can ask the Lord for wisdom or direction whenever we need it. We must understand and get it settled in our hearts that God requires us to come into agreement with him and not the opposite, him coming into agreement with what we want to do. Amos says two cannot walk together if there is no agreement. We must come into agreement with God in order to walk with him. We must come into agreement with him in order for him to do what he wants to do for us. Unlike our personal relationships where each person willingly makes compromises in order to form an agreement, when it comes to our relationship with God, we are to come into agreement with him. There is no compromising, no give and take, which I will explain more in detail later. God has a standard and it is our responsibility to learn it, know it, accept it, and then live by it, obey it, and walk in it, if you will. The time we spend alone with him, reading and meditating on his word and talking to him in prayer is essential, as I said before. This is how we receive the instructions and guidance through uh, for the day ahead. Then throughout the day, we are reminded of his ways and can ask the Lord for the wisdom and direction. Uh, Turn with me, if you would, to Hebrews uh, chapter 11. Verses 1 through 6. And there it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the words... 
were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. By faith, Abel of offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it being dead yet speaketh. Uh, by faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had his testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We are familiar we are very familiar with this chapter in the Bible. We know that faith is required to walk with God and to please him. But I want us to look at what was recorded in verse 5 about Enoch. It says, by faith Enoch was taken up so that he would not see death and was not found because God took him up. For he obtained the witness that before his being taken up, he was pleasing to God. Next thing I would like to say is we need to listen to God. This time we spend alone with him, reading and meditating on his word and walking with him in prayer is essential. This is how we receive his instructions and guidance for the day. In Psalm verse 32, 8 and 9, um, it says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. Be ye not as the horse or mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. And Psalm 37, 23 and 24, I'll give you a moment to get there. These verses say, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. In these verses, we have a promise. Uh, and as we know, the Lord keeps all of his promises. David recognized that God has promised to walk with us, counsel us, guide us, and keep us from falling when we choose to walk in the steps he has established for us. Many would like to walk like the toddler pulling at God's hand to go the route they want to go. And I lost my spot and taking God with them. However, God has said that when we choose to walk with him, our steps are already laid out before us. God has already established them. When we choose to walk with him, we freely choose to give up some of our freedom so that we can yield to him. Now, that what is the benefit of choosing to walk alongside of God? He tells us this in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, which says, paper separated here, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And understand this, if we are not walking with God, he cannot reveal to us his plans for us. 
Some Christians will spend their lives here not knowing what God wanted them to do while they were here. Walking with God is the first step to knowing what he desires for us. Um, as I'm sure many of you have heard Danny say um, here in his uh, messages, um, we sometimes need to wait for uh, God to reveal his answers to us in situations um, that we are facing. Sometimes it takes a little while, and sometimes the answers are revealed right to us. Another reason we should have for choosing to walk with God versus in our own counsel or the counsel of other men and women is because God does not think like we do, and his ways are not our ways. As we read in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 8 and 9, where it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. We cannot imagine or come close to measuring how God thinks about us according to how we think about ourselves. In the Old Testament, when anything was promised, the Jews would reason out its validity and looked at the, all the surrounding circumstances which could affect the promise. Once they did this, consulting their own brains, they decided if what was being promised could be fulfilled. This is why we see the continuous rebellion when God delivered them out of Egypt. They tried to determine if God could fulfill the promise based on their understanding of how things work. They applied God's ability to provide and deliver to their own abilities to do so. If they couldn't do something, then neither could God. Yeah, right. However, whatever they could do, they were able to believe that God could do the same. If we think about this as it relates to walking with God, it would be like a preteen telling the adult, I don't know how to get there, so since I do not know, then you cannot know either. This, does this make any kind of sense? Absolutely not. But people today still believe this way. God reproved the children of Israel and showed how ridiculous they acted. He told them that his thoughts were as remote from the thoughts as heaven is from above the earth. Now think about this. While we know that we do not think like God, we do not consider that this is also true with how we think about and how we see ourselves in light of how God makes or God sees us through the blood of his son. If God thinks about what is true, wise, and good, then it makes sense. Then what we choose to walk, when we choose to walk alongside him, alongside of him, we can know God's thoughts about our situations from a viewpoint of what is true, wise, and overall good. Our thoughts are blinded by prejudice, colored by passion, limited by ignorance, broken, fragmentary, and perverted. God's thoughts are clear and perfect as truth, which is why we choose to walk alongside of him. The word rendered ordered or established means to stand erect, to set up, to found, to adjust, fit, and direct. The idea here is that everything we need which pertains to our journey here on earth is directed, ordered, and fitted or arranged by our Lord. 
that this does not mean that we are robots or we are predestined to act a certain way. What this means is that when we yield and choose to walk alongside of God, we come up under his divine guidance and control. It is the voice we make to it is the choice we make to walk the way of God that God wants us to in the steps that he has laid out before us. We can still choose to walk a different way, but if we want to experience what God has ordained for us, we need to walk with him to the final destination. It is like a child for taking a child for a walk to the ice cream store without knowing without the child knowing the destination. The child might get tired and then start complaining about it, turning around, <clears throat> but all of their tiredness disappears when you walk into the ice cream store. We have to choose to walk alongside of God without knowing every step along the way. It is uh, funny how, um, let's see if... Let's say uh, when my mother used to uh, say she was going to go to the mall or something like that, and she would say, do you want to go? And it would be maybe raining outside, so there wasn't anything I could do out there, and I was bored with the things that I would be doing in the house. So, yeah, sure. So I'd go with her to the mall, and then it was, oh, my God, when are we going to get out of here? My feet hurt. I'm tired. But if my mother was to tell me, we're going to go to Riverside Amusement Park for the day. Oh, boy, I'd be all gung-ho, and I could just go all day long until my legs were falling off. Isn't it funny how that works? Yeah. <laughs> walk by faith and not by sight. When we choose to walk with God, it does not mean that we will never mess up, trip, and fall, or experience unpleasant things in our lives just like when we are walking with a small child and they trip and fall. If we are holding their hands, we stop them from falling. If we are not holding their hands and they actually fall down, then we reach down and pick them up. When we choose to walk in the steps God has established for us, even when we trip and fall, we will not hit the ground face first because God is holding us. It does not say we will not trip up it says that when we fall, God has us. What does this tell us? There is security here. Our mistakes and failures are just that, mistakes and failures that God will help us to move beyond. Also, we learn by our, <clears throat> our mistakes, at least most of us do anyway. By his grace and Holy Spirit, he provides directions for our thoughts and affections. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have to choose to walk in the steps. He will not force us. God will make our way plain before us, both what we should do and what we may expect when we start to trust and walk alongside of him. One last point. Our God is as individualized as we are. His plan for you is not the same as his plan for me. As my grandfather used to say, ain't God a wonderful God? Yes, he truly is. <clears throat> I want to leave you um, here knowing that when we choose to walk alongside of God, we begin to understand how he thinks about us, his plan for us, and the steps he has laid out before us. It is our choice to walk alongside of him. As I shared with you, um, 
Once before, he extended the offer for us to walk with him through the blood of his son, Jesus. It is our choice to accept or reject his offer. If we accept his offer, we can walk a path that has been cleared for us. This is like walking a path along a hiking trail, which has been cleared for hikers, versus walking through a jungle with a blade, cutting away the brush as you make your own path. That path requires physical work, strength, and knowledge of where you will end up. The path that God has laid for us has already been cleared, so all we have to do is listen and walk. I am choosing to walk alongside of God. Yes, there will be things that might tempt me to get off the path he has laid out for me, but I must focus and stay on track. I am choosing to walk with God as a toddler, transforming into a preteen. The more I mature, the less I am pulling at God and going, trying to go my way. How are you walking with God? You have, one of the things you have to do is we have to trust him. In, um, this isn't on your uh, papers, but I'll give you a chance to get there. It's uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. I, I realized I left this out when it was too late to let Wade know about it. But anyway, a little trick question, uh, trick reading here for you. And like I said, it was Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Okay, which says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. If we don't trust the Lord, we won't follow him, but will prefer to rely on our own judgment. This is especially true when his path makes no sense to us or the timing doesn't seem right. What we must remember is that we cannot fully understand God's ways this side of heaven, but we can trust him to always lead us on the right path. We should try to agree with God. When we disagree with his direction and think we know a better way, we foolishly or ignorantly try to make everything work out right. But God's word tells us to follow the Lord, not our own limited understanding. He alone is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. We ought to align ourselves with him instead of expecting him to line up with us. We must try to obey the Lord. If we claim to agree with God and his word but are not obeying him, we are not walking with him. The Lord requires that we do what he says, when he says, and how he says even if we don't fully understand or like it. Without obedience, we cannot be truly followers of Christ. It must be our life, must become our lifestyle. Every morning we should wake up with the intention to surrender our will to him, trust his guidance, and follow his leadership throughout the day ahead. We should try to walk in the same direction as God walks. He has a uniquely designed will for each of us. This is why it is so important to seek his guidance every day and be committed to doing whatever he desires by the power of his Holy Spirit, who always leads us to make wise and godly decisions. 
Although another direction may seem shorter, faster, less costly, only God's way is the right way. Sometimes we may have to lay down our own desires and pursuits or separate from people who are going the opposite direction. We must try and stay in step with the Lord. The idea is to walk together in the same direction and at the same pace. Oftentimes, we either lag behind or become impatient and get ahead of God because we don't want to wait. That's why it is so important to make the scripture a daily part of our lives. God's word is our compass that shows us whether we are walking in the right direction and at the right pace. As we read the word and listen to the Lord, we'll become receptive and sensitive to his leadership so that we may obey him. <clears throat> Excuse me, may obey him. Since he is omniscient and knows the future, we can be certain that his timing for our lives is always best. Um, this reminds me of uh, the last sermon that uh, Danny did, um, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago. But anyway, and there have been many uh, that either Pastor or Danny, uh, in their preaching, it seems to have uh, something to do with what's going on in my life or our lives. Right, Tracy? Uh, and it's that's how you can tell that God's um, he is there. He's there for us. He's he's following us. He's trying to help us. And um, we have a situation in our lives. And sure enough, we come to church and something is preached about exactly what's going on in our lives. And it's it, it's really a comforting feeling to know that he's right there by our sides. We ought to love God. If we truly love the Lord, we will do what he says because our desire will be to please and to obey him. We will keep our ears open to hear his directions and wait for his timing. We must forsake sin. To walk with God, we need a clean heart. Whenever we sin in thought or action, we must deal with it immediately and try and turn from it. <clears throat> Furthermore, we should ask the Lord to reveal any sins in our lives that are causing us to stumble so we can forsake them and continue walking with him and enjoying the blessings of obedience. <clears throat> also, as um, it says in the Bible, um, if we are faithful to uh, tell our or ask forgiveness for our sins, he will uh, forgive us of them. I know it's not exactly what it says, but <clears throat> you all have heard it before. I'm sorry? First John 1 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us all our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That's the one. Thank you, Wade. We also have to pursue a life of holiness. This isn't a perfect life, but one that is surrendered and committed to the will of Almighty God. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to clean us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. John 1 verse 9. Very good, Wade. You get, you get an A+. Plus. I'll give you a star for your forehead later. Uh, anyway, uh, <clears throat> so it's, as we've heard pastors say, it's, it's good to try and walk with God. Um, he is there alongside of us. Uh, I don't know if any of you have had the same experiences that Tracy and I have had or that I have had myself, but <clears throat> you can believe that he is there 
Um, he doesn't just uh, make false statements or uh, false promises. He uh, makes a promise and he stands by it. Um, also, we, um, Tracy and I have made some mistakes before, um, sometimes with decisions that uh, things that we think are best for Alan, but it always turns out that his will ends up uh, showing itself in our lives. As you know, Alan's back with us. It, things didn't turn out for Alan the way that we were hoping that they would, but anyway, live and learn like we always say. And um, if you stick to uh, reading God's word, praying to him, I talk to him during the day when I'm at work, things like that. And um, you can be sure that he's there right alongside you, taking care of you. Because after all, he is our Lord and we are his children uh, through the faith and uh, belief in our Lord Jesus Christ. So anyway, that's all I have for you this evening. Um, <clears throat> I know where Wade's mind is. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll uh, be journeying to the back for uh, cake and ice cream. And uh, Brother David, would you please lead us in our closing prayer?